number one says he called unto him his 12 disciples. And then the Bible said he gave them power. Boy, hey, when he calls you, he'll give you power. Amen. He'll always enable. Don't worry about you being able. He will enable you. And so he calls his disciples in chapter 10, verse 1. And then in verse 2 through 4, he's, uh, he's beginning to name. He names his disciples. Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, all, all the way down the list. And, and all the way to verse 4. But then we get in verse 5. And Jesus commissions his disciples. Read with me, if you will, in verse number 5. Matthew 10, verse 5. The, these twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and to any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, and go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, here's what you're going to do, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Neither, verse 9 says, Provide neither gold nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet stays, for the workman is worthy of his meat. A few things I want to, I want you to notice that word receive. It says, freely ye have received, freely give. As you go preach that others can receive what you've received. That's what he said. Didn't cost you anything to get saved, to follow me. Ain't going to cost. I'm glad it's free, full, and final, and all God's people say it. But in verse number 9 and 10, he says this, provide nothing for yourself. He said, the workman is worthy of his meat. That's, that's what he says. That word there, worthy, you'll find five times in this one chapter. Here's what this word worthy means. He said it means weighing out or determining or deserving. It's used to say this one is merited of anything or of something. So in other words, here's what you do. When you go preach, here's how you determine who is worthy. Verse, verse number 11, look what the Bible says. And whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who is worthy, and there abide till you go hence. And when you come into the house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come unto you. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words when you depart of the house or the city, shake off the dust of your feet. For early I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than that. He said, here's how you'll know whether they're worthy. Whether the, whether, here's how you weigh out or determine who is worthy to hear the message. If they don't receive the messenger, then they are not worthy of the message and they are not worthy of the master. Hey man, that's, that's what the Bible, the Bible says, inquire. Look, just make sure, I got I to gotta do this, just make sure we're on the same page. Verse 11, and whatsoever city or town ye enter, inquire. That word there, inquire, here's what it means. It means to test, to test thoroughly. To test what? To test who's worthy. He said, when you find a place that receives you, a city or a house, he said, verse number 11, I want you to abide there till you go hence. 
Stay in their house. Stay in that city till you leave and I send you somewhere else. He said, when you get there in verse number 12, I want you to salute the house. I, they've respected you. They've respected the message. They've therefore, as a result, have respected me. He said, when they receive you, then they can receive the message. And when they receive the message, he said, I want you to let your peace come upon that house, come upon that city. If they don't accept you, bring, take your peace back. I don't know if y'all got that. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me say it one more time. If they receive truth's messenger, then they can hear the message of truth and hear him who gave the message and called the messenger. It, it, when, when truth is preached, peace is received. If they, hey, if they don't want you, then they don't want the message and they don't want me, preachers. You go and preach and determine who's worthy by whether or not they receive you. That's, that's the Bible. Now, I didn't say it, and don't get mad at me. And for those of you that think this is uh, man worship, what I'm preaching today, you're crazier than a bed bug. I'm going to prove it to you in the end of the chapter. Amen. I don't believe in, I don't believe in man worship. I believe in listening to what the Bible says. I'm going to stay in the context of this Bible. You tell me after service if I've got out of the context of the Bible. Where, and, and for everybody that runs into people that say, well, Matthew ain't for this dispensation. All scripture is given by, uh, amen, by inspiration is profitable for God. Amen. Uh, profitable, amen, for instruction, amen, for correction. Amen. God's giving you reproof, rebuke, and exhortation through the Bible. And every bit of the Bible is not maybe not to us, but it is for us. Everybody say amen. And so people say, well, preacher, that ain't, that ain't for that dispensation. Jesus put that to silence. In chapter 10, there are verses dealing with the tribulation. He said, while I'm here on earth, this is so. While we're preaching up to the tribulation, this is so. Even in the tribulation, there's going to be two witnesses that are going to preach. 144,000 are become witnesses. He said they'll be a witness. And when folks don't receive the witness, they are not worthy of peace. They are not worthy, amen, of hearing the preaching of the Word of God. And all God's people say it. Y'all pull in real close. Make sure you get everything right when you take notes. So when you do my fact checking, you'll make sure you're right. Amen. Compare it to internet preachers. I hope ain't nobody like that. But I want to tell you, I'm preaching out of the Bible today. Does everybody say amen? Father, we love you today and we pray you'd help us to mind you today. Help us, Lord, to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Help me to be led of the Spirit of God. May you and you alone get glory. Help us, Lord. I pray souls will be saved, lives will be changed, and Christians will grow closer in Jesus' name and all God's people say it. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and say we don't need nobody to leave early. We don't need nobody to go over and get the food ready. It'll be done when it's done. Everybody say amen. I want you to look at the Bible. The Bible says let's walk back through the text. Let's stay in the text. Let's stay in the context of the scripture. I'm not going to add to it. I'm not going to take away from it. But notice what the Bible says. Here's what I'm preaching on this morning is when the dust tells on you. One day the dust is going to tell on you. That's what the Bible says. Amen. You say, well, preacher, I don't know if I believe that or not. Well, let's take your Bible and turn over the book of Mark, chapter 6, verse 11. I was going to wait, but I feel a little nudge. I want to go ahead and do it. It's in Mark's account of the same truth. And here's what Mark says in chapter 6 and verse number 11. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear you, when you depart thence, 
Remember, Matthew says, out of the house or out of the city, when you depart, shake off the dust of your feet. Watch what the Bible says. Are y'all in Mark 6, 11? Say amen. Watch what the Bible says. The dust shall under your feet shake it off when they don't receive truth's messenger. They're not worthy to receive the message of truth. Therefore, if they reject you, they don't, hey. In other words, they won't hear preaching if they don't first receive the preacher. And they're not worthy of peace that the message brings if they don't receive the preacher and what he's preaching. That's what the book says. If you reject the messenger or the messenger, shake off the dust of your feet. That's what the Bible says. Now watch with me in verse 11. Mark 6, verse 11. Same account, same truth. Here's what he says. When you depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Solomon to mourn the day of judgment than for that city. Did you see that? He says, the dust will tell on you at the day of judgment. Sodom and Gomorrah didn't have no preachers preach to them. If they'd have heard it, they would have repented. But there's no dust off of preachers' feet that's going to be brought to the courtroom of heaven and be given as a testimony or evidence against Sodom and Gomorrah. Therefore, but for a crowd that has had the chance to hear a preacher, that has had a chance to hear preaching, the dust shaking off their feet will be brought as evidence. The heaven is the custodian of all the evidence that's ever been shaken off of preacher's feet. And he said, hey, he said that, that dust is going to testify against people who rejected the messenger and the message. That's what the Bible says. Are y'all, with, are y'all with me today? I'm glad I ain't got my line, eyes on. I can't see who's uh, happy or mad. Hey, man, look what verse 5 and 6 says. As you go, watch what he said. He said, Jesus tells them to go. Watch what he said. We're in the context of the scripture, verse 5 and 6. He said, when I, he said, when I want you to go, he said, I want you to go. And he said, but I want you to go selectively. He said, there's certain ones that I want you to go to first. Why is that, brother? Well, the Bible fulfilled. He said, he came into his own, his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So he came first to the Jew. They rejected him. And opened the door, amen, amen, it opened the door for everybody and anybody who would believe can have the power to be saved. Do y'all believe that? So he says, first, go to the Jew. He said, it's the fulfillment of the scripture. When they reject the truth, my people reject me. He said, amen, it opened the door. But watch this. He said, when I want you to go, I want you to go selective. But notice in verse number seven, he says, here's what I want you to say. He said, I want you to preach. When you go, I want you to preach the word of God. He said, praise God. Hey, hey, hey. I don't care about putting on plays. I don't care if you, hey, man, put on the community cleaning project. Hey, man, he said, what I want you to do when you get there is preach because God chose by the foolishness of preaching to save them which believe. Hey, man, don't bring a long-haired hippie quartet to get them saved. Just preach to them. They don't have to smell like diesel smoke. Hey man, have their touchy feeling. I can get a feeling watching a Disney show. But preaching gets down in your soul. Is everybody with me? He said, when you go, go preaching. If you ever run into somebody that don't like preaching, mark it down. They ain't saved. Mark her down. Put my name beside of it. Hey man, I believe that. Hey man, 
folks that read the songbook when the preaching's going on, they don't, they ain't right with God. Hey man, preach on preacher. Hey man, it ain't comic book time, it's preaching time. He said, when you go, go preaching. He said, go slit and go saying. But watch this in verse number 9 and 10. I'm just giving you a little overview, giving you the introduction. He says, when you go, go submitted. Ain't that what he said in verse number 9 and 10? He said, I tell you what I want you to do. I want you to come over here. Before you go, empty all your pockets. Get, every, get, all, the, get all the money out of your pocket. I mean, I'm just looking at verse number. Provide neither gold. Guess what? That means them preachers had gold. Preach on, preacher. Well, I can't tithe. I got 1,600 gold coins, but I can't tithe. You better be tithing on it. Somebody say amen. God make you, may make you give it to a preacher. I'm just saying, that's what the book said. It said, provide neither gold nor silver, it means they had some, nor brass in your purses, nor script. That's like this little leather bag I carry my Bible in. Don't even take your script. Don't take nothing to touch you, your word, your scroll. Don't take no backpack, hey, nor yet staves. Don't, don't take sticks. Don't take your walking stick. Hey, for the workman, why? He said, I want you to empty it because here's how you're going to find out whether that crowd that you're preaching to is worthy or not. You've got to go submit it. You've got to go in faith. Or, oh my, don't provide gold, don't provide silver. Mark 10, here's what Mark said. He says, don't, don't, even, don't take two coats. Don't take extra shoes. Hey man, thank God, don't stop over and get you an extra suit. When you go preach, they'll be providing you food, they'll provide you silver, they'll provide you gold, they'll take care of your clothing, they'll take care of your shoes, they'll take care of your walking or traveling instrument, don't take nothing, that crowd that receives you will care for you and provide for you or shake the dust off your feet because if they won't provide for you and care for you and receive you, they're not worthy to receive them. Is that, that's, that's the Bible. Now, I'm talking about Pastor Appreciation Sunday. I'm glad it's this day when, when I'm preaching this. And here's why. I know I've got a crowd that appreciates me. I've got a stack of cards over there already of proof that this crowd appreciates. So I'm preaching truth. Now, if the, if the shoe fits, Cinderella put it on. Somebody say amen. If it, don't, if it don't, then you ought to be shouting me on. Say amen. Amen. Go submit it. But he says, go seeing. In the context of this chapter, he said, when you go, I want you to inquire. I want you to test thoroughly. Why? I want you to prove whether or not they're worthy of receiving the message or not. How are we going to do that, preacher? He says, those that receive you, those that care for you, those that take you in, he said, if they receive the messenger, then they can receive the message. If they don't receive the messenger, then you shake the dust off your feet. If they don't, hey, man, glory to God. That's the Bible. That's what the Bible says. Amen. By rejecting the messenger, they have turned away from the message because God always uses a man to do everything that he's ever done in this book. Now, when I start preaching like this, I got some women that look down. I don't know why. I got some women that look up, and I got some women that look down. I got some women, men that look over at their wives and see if they're going to get mad whether they need to say amen or not. And so I need all you men, let your hand pick say amen. 
And I need all you ladies, unless, amen, unless you're worried about your husband getting on to you to say amen. Because I'm preaching the Bible today. Somebody say amen. Why, why do we do that? By, reje- by rejecting. I'm just in the book. This is what the Bible says. He says, look, preachers, when you go preach, you say, we're preaching that's in Jesus' day. No, the scripture clearly has verses in the tribulation all the way up to our day. Through every dispensation, the reality is don't waste truth on folks who don't receive the messenger. They'll never receive the message. You say, well, then why does the Bible say don't cast your pearls before the swine? Let me, let, me, let me just tell you this. When Jesus is in, in conference, just so I make sure some of you back happy again. Jesus is at the, he's fixing to be crucified on the day of his crucifixion. You remember what Pilate asked him? He asked him, what is truth? Jesus didn't even answer him. You know why? If you don't receive the messenger, you're not going to receive the message. And because, hey man, I feel like preaching now. Somebody say amen. Hey, because he did, he, Pilate rejected the messenger, it wasn't no sense of giving the message. But here's the contrast. And John 4, when that woman's at the well, and she says, we know that when Christ comes, Christ says, well, she's received the messenger. She can receive the message. I am he. That's what he told her. He made it plain. He said, don't waste truth on people who won't receive truth. You preach the truth to those who receive it. If they won't receive you, they won't receive my message. That's the book. Somebody say amen. And here's why. Preachers would get discouraged. I have been. This message has helped me. This has helped me. Because I've realized we're wasting time running down wolves in sheep's clothing and, and, and goats instead of feeding sheep. I ain't going to preach to a crowd that ain't here. I'd be stupid to do that. I'm going to preach to the crowd that's here. You know why? Hey, man, because y'all showed up to eat. Hey, man. Hallelujah. When I said, woo and all the sheep came running, I dumped a, a feed out. The ones that showed up to the trough is the ones that got food. Say amen. Oh, yes. Amen, preacher. Amen. Here's what he said. He said, preachers, If they don't receive the messenger, they won't receive the message. They won't receive their maker. I tell you what, don't even let your peace, don't let it go out. Let Let your peace come back. Don't salute them. Don't even show respect to them. Pull back your peace. Shake off the dust of your feet. Don't wire yourself out. Don't beat yourself against the wall. There's somebody that needs to hear preaching. There's a young generation that needs you to preach on. So you just go to that young generation or that other generation or that other crowd because they need you to be preaching. Don't quit preaching. If they don't like preaching, go preach it somewhere else. That's what he's saying. I believe that's right. That's the Bible, ain't it? He says, well, whosoever shall receive you. He said, when they, they can hear your words. But if they don't receive you, the Bible says that the dust is going to be a testimony against them at the day of judgment. It will be more tolerable. They ain't going to get, go, Sodom and Gomorrah ain't going to go to heaven. Hey, but, but it'll be more tolerable at the judgment seat. At the judgment seat. See, see, man, I, Amen. I'm glad the Lord woke me up last night. Kind of got me ready. 
I'm telling you, what happens is there's been so many folks going off the deep end buying these jets for these TV evangelists. When you preach the truth like this, people try to say you're crazy. I'm preaching the Bible. Are are y'all with me? That's what the book said. He says one day the dust will bring up a testimony. It will bring up, you say testimony, the word testimony in Mark is a courtroom term. Here's what it means. It means to present witness. It means to evidence against. It means to witness against. So people can say anything they want to say, but a testimony, amen, of an eyewitness, amen, will solidify the charge that's been brought against that crowd. Now you say, preacher, well, there ain't no sense in that. Well, just think for a minute. In Matthew 7, it says in the Bible that there's going to be some religious people who's one day going to stand for God, and he's going to let them have their say. Now I know every mouth's going to be shut, but in this, God's going to let that religious crowd have their say, and they're going to say this, Lord, have we not preached in thy name? Have we not cast out devils in thy name? And you know what's going to happen? He said, hey, we're going to bring in the evidence, and they're going to bring up the dust. And listen, you ain't no sense you trying to say how wrong your preacher is. You better watch your, you better watch your head. Hey man, better watch talking about your preacher. You better watch the, hey man. You say, well preacher, I'm pastoring the church now. And uh, hey man, for somebody that may listen on the internet and you ain't right with your pastor, you better get right with God. Say hey man. It don't matter how much preaching you do, how many miracles you perform, how many things you go on. Act like you've got all your ducks in a row if you want. If you're out of sorts with a messenger, you'll be out of sort with a message. And the Bible said the dust is going to be brought out as evidence. Amen. Evidence is going to speak up. The dust is going to tell on you. Say amen. Amen. That's exactly right. Amen. The word there, this this word also means evidence. It means to be collected. It means to be cared for. It's documented. Has a chain of custody. Amen. Hallelujah. You say what? And here's what happens. Here's what happens. Now y'all stay with me. Mm, thank you, Lord, for giving me this other day. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. <laughs> Woo! Here's what happens, brother. Here's what happens. The Bible says the dust is going to be brought out as evidence at the judgment to testify against those who rejected the messenger. Talked about the messenger. Run down the... And by the way, these 12 that was handpicked, they were doubters. They were deceivers. Don't sit up there and act like the preacher's got to be perfect. Y'all ain't perfect, and I ain't perfect neither. It ain't about the messenger being perfect. It's about him being called... And because of his position, he got to do that. Somebody say amen. He said the dust is going to be brought out as evidence against that crowd. Is that what the book says? I believe that's Bible, right? Amen. I believe that's right. I believe in the courtroom. Hey, man, one day. Why the dust? What's the significance of it? Why did Jesus say that? In, in a courtroom, no, you can help me out. On a panel of jurors, they like it to be of my standing. A, in other words, a jury of your peers. Ain't that what the, book, ain't that what the, the laws of this land state? Want to be a jury of somebody that does not have prejudices. Somebody not thinks they're better than you. Guess what we're made from? 
God said, I'm going to take the very substance. Woo! Hey man, that you just made from, and I'm going to set it up on the witness stand, and in the courtroom of heaven, when you go to flapping about all you've done, he said, the dust is going to speak up against you. That's the book. That's the Bible. I believe I'm right about that. Amen. Now, first one, first one's going to be long. Last two is going to be short. Number one. Dust is going to testify three things. At least, there's a bunch. But dust is going to testify at least three things. Number one, it's going to testify against everybody who deemed themselves unworthy to receive truth. Dust will testify, I've already been preaching it, against that crowd that says I'm unworthy. Amen. Every one of us in here have got faults and failures. Amen. But Jesus sent them out. He said, go and preach and inquire who's worthy. Worthy of what? Worthy of receiving truth. What's the litmus test? The litmus test. Here's the litmus test. Here's the test by which you decide, weigh things out on whether a crowd is worthy or not. It's not us. It's the message God said. God set it up like that. He said, if they're, hey man, if they're not willing to receive, receive you, to care for you, to take care of you, then they are declared unworthy. And you don't have a vote, preachers. Hey, Judas, shut your mouth. Hey, Peter, shut your mouth. Hey, Andrew, keep your mouth quiet. I'm setting this standard up. It don't matter what you think because most of us have a heart of compassion. We'd be like Noah. That's why Noah didn't shut the door. If Noah shut the door, he would have opened it when folks held their babies up and said, save my babies. But God shut the door. And God said, God set it up that if you reject the messenger, you're not worthy to receive the message. Is everybody with me? He said, I want you to go, and I want you to empty your pockets. I don't want you to take no wallet, no gold, no silver. Hey, man, we're on the same page. He said, "He said, don't cast your pearls before the swine. He said, preachers, when you go, just go and preach the truth. Hey, and if they receive you, if they provide for you, if they get, then you just stay right there until you get ready to go to the next place. Salute that place. Salute that town. Salute that church. Salute that house. Salute that city. Let your people peace go out to them. But if they reject you, hey, then let your peace go about. Shake your dust off your feet. And one day they'll see the dust again. One day the dust is going to tell on them. Is that what the book says? All right. See, preacher, what, I don't know. We live in deceitful times. We sure do. We're going to see people fall away today. People don't like a grace that changes them. They like a grace that saves them. Hey man, I mentioned it Wednesday about the message this morning. People, people like, people like, hey, when folks came out of Egypt, it took God 40 years to get Egypt out of them. You need the devil preached out of you. I need the devil preached out of me. Say amen. I want to go to church and somebody knocks some stuff out of my life. I've not arrived yet. Truth has to have amen. Truth needs to burn out of our life. Things that don't need to be there. Would y'all agree with me? But folks today, don't like, they don't like the truth. Here's what the book says. Grace 
that has appeared to all men, what kind of grace? The grace that saves. Grace, hey man, grace that saves you hath appeared unto all men. But the next verse says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly. Well, preacher, I like grace that makes him and that saves me, but I don't like grace that makes me live right. Well, you, I'm sorry, you ain't saved then. You ain't right with God then. I don't care how much money you gave to the church. I don't care how many times you've been baptized. I don't care how many times you've come to church. Hey, man, if you don't like grace, molding you and changing you and shaping you into a Christian, you ain't right with God. That's right. Amen. Amen. People falling away from truth. But preachers are failing to preach truth in our day. Got a bunch of pansy preachers today. Bible talks about them being dumb dogs. You know what dumb dog is? Dumb dog is a dog that can't hear. He won't, he, he won't bark because he can't hear nothing. He's dumb. He can't, hey man. It can also mean don't even have a bark. We've got a lot of preachers that don't hear when sin creeps in, don't preach, don't bark against it when sin preaches. Preach on. Amen me right there, Jerry. Hey man, they just let everything and anything go on. It ain't right. Hey man, preachers, hey, y'all look up in here. Look up in here at your preachers. You just got you young people. Well, preacher, you know, hey man, well, I don't like things so tight at the house and we've got to let our young people do something. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. It's what's happened the last 25 years. Either you're going to receive the truth and put your kids under preaching or they're going to get mean as a devil and when they get knocked up, hey man, before they get married, you're going to say, what happened? What happened was, you didn't raise them right. Say amen. Uh, you say, preacher, well, the uh, best I can do, they still going to get messed up. I know. The best we can do, we're still going to mess up. But here's what I'm saying. If we do the best we can do to hear preaching and receive preaching and act on preaching and care for preaching, then God says, woo, amen, my peace can be upon you. You know why homes is in turmoil? They ain't got no peace in their home. They're mad at each other, mad at them, one another, hateful, hating one another. Man, I ain't never seen so many. I see mamas look like they hate their children. I see them at Walmart. Act like they despise their children being with them. I'm going to tell you right now, hey, the way that, cat, that, that kid acts is because you. You let them get away with murder at the house. Bust that butt. Wear them out. Tan that hide. Take the belt off. Somebody say Amen. Or be some stripes running. Say, they're going to probably sue me for this, but we got a good policy anyway. Hey, man, that's the truth. Hey, man, wear their hide out. Time out ain't helped nobody. I got beat so much. Man, I'm going to tell you, ain't no telling what I'd be if I hadn't got the beatings I got. Hey, man, thank God for the whoop. Hey, man, we need preachers that won't be pansies, but will preach the truth. Is everybody with me? You ought to stand up against it. Don't be a dumb dog, Daddy. Amen. You should bark against it. Amen. When that old boy comes over there, amen, that wants to take your... That's what you ought to do. Woo! Just run him out the door. Let slobber run out the side of your mouth. Amen. I bet you they'll run off in. Bring them to church. I'll bark at them. Hey man, hey man, don't let that sin go on. Keep your hands off of her till you get married. Quit trying to kiss and smooch all over them. And you girls, quit trying to get them to do it. Preach on, preacher. 
Y'all know I'm right, praise God. Amen. Smile, it's still good. Amen. 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 If you want a weak knee puppet of a preacher, you've come to the wrong place. Amen. I must tell you right now, I ain't going to do it. Amen. Help us, Lord. I'm going to try my best to, amen, get some grit about me to preach harder in these last days than I ever preached before. I feel like I let up a little bit. I feel like I milled out a little bit. God, help me. Hey, we're about to position. We're about to, I'm telling you, God, help us. We've got a bark against it. We've got to listen for it. We've got to stand against it. People are falling away from truth and preachers are quit preaching the truth. Amen. I tell you what's happening. There are politicians and people in the pews are whitewashing sin. Amen. Calling evil good and good evil. That's what the Bible says. That's whitewashing sin. Amen. You can't be right with God shacked up with another man. Say man. You can't be right with God smoking dope. Amen. You can't be right with God snorting cocaine. You can't be right with God hooked on pain pills. I know that sorry doctor shouldn't have wrote you so many of prescriptions, but you got to get off of it. Say amen. Is everybody okay? Amen. God, have mercy. Amen. Say, preacher, you're just picking on me. I'm trying to say A to Z. I just can't think of them all right now. It's wrong. Amen. Amen. Thank God. That's exactly right. A praying knee and a dancing foot shouldn't be on the same leg. I see how quiet it got there. Ain't gonna change me from preaching. Amen. Amen. You're gonna wire yourself out, preachers. Look up here at your preacher. You're gonna wire yourself out. Trying to trying to worry about people who you can't you, you they just won't listen. They just won't receive the truth. They act like they hate preachers. Listen, you're gonna worry yourself. Jesus said, if they're if they're unworthy to hear the message, if they don't receive the messenger. So don't waste your time. Don't beat your head against the wall. Just preach and let it lay. Amen. Is everybody with me? Amen. That's right. Amen. I'm telling you right now, God help us. Miserable, mope around, holler at everybody all day. Hey, man, wonder why your life's miserable. There's no peace in your home. There's no peace in your home because you won't receive the messenger. And if you have received the messenger, you won't receive the message. And then you wonder why the Prince of Peace don't show up at your house. That's why. Hey, man, you're more worried about what you see. Well, hey, man, God, how much? Dust off your feet. You're more, more worried about how many likes you get on Facebook than you are about likes in heaven. Say Amen. Woo, if you're not, here's what I'm saying. If you ain't right with your preacher, you're wasting your time listening to preaching. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said, if they don't receive you, care for you, meet your need, he said, check off the dust of your feet. It's crazy. It's crazy to tell everyone, hey, man, you ever thought about this? Here's a man that's been called. He's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. He's got a depraved nature he's dragging around. It stinks. There's a sin nature. There's a flesh about him. But he's been called. God's given him a message. He's wallowed in prayer. He's prayed. He's cried. He's wept. He's visited. He's knocked on doors. And then people's got the audacity to say, well, I don't agree with that preacher. Well, who in the world are you to stand against the preacher or against the message that God's given to preach? I feel like just saying amen right there. Amen. 
Amen, amen. Hallelujah, y'all know I'm right. They got the audacity to say, well, I just don't like that. Amen. Woo! Here's what the problem is. They rebel against a preacher. That preacher's a nut. He's crazy. He's preaching a book like it's written. Amen. I said, preacher, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep coming to church. I'll, it'll rub off on me. Hey, going to gym ain't gonna make you strong. Hanging around in the garage ain't gonna make you a car. And going to church ain't gonna make you spiritual. You have to do some work. And the work you first gotta do is make sure you're receiving the messenger, because you won't even hear the message. I don't even know what the preacher preached on. I'm gonna ask some people when they leave today what you, what a. Make sure you're ready. Amen. It's, it's a principle through the whole book. You've got to receive before you believe. You've got to receive before you believe. All through the Bible. You, you can't believe unless you receive. Thank God for truth being received. Thank God for the messenger being received. When Nathan went over and preached to David and pointed his finger and said, Thou art the man. You know what David did? He repented and got right with God. Do you know why? Cause he, and he named one of his sons Nathan. Amen. Hallelujah. He received the messenger. Amen. Amen. By the way, some people say, I just want to make sure you know. Some people say, this ain't got nothing to do with us in our day. Oh, yes, it does. Amen. It's got everything to do with our day. Amen. Jesus, you say, preacher, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Well, let me give you one more. I'm trying. The last two points are short. Y'all stay with me. Jesus preached to a crowd. Then he pulled the disciples away. And they say, why are you preaching in parables? And he said, because I don't want them to know what I'm telling you. They're not worthy to receive truth, so I ain't wasting it on them. I'm, is, that not, is that Bible? Am I in the book? That's King James rightly divided. He'd speak to them in power, then pull them aside and say, hey, this is what the seed meant. This is what the soil meant. This is what the enemy meant. He, and, and he said, well, you know why? Because he wasn't going to waste his time. To, hey, man, glory to God. Hey, I wish I'd have seen this a whole long time ago. It sure helped me. Hey, man. The dust is going to testify against the crowd who reject the messenger. They're not worthy to receive the message. He said, if they don't care for it, to your pockets. Don't take a dime. They're going to provide you something to ride in. They're going to provide you clothes to wear. They're going to put money in your pocket. They're going to take care of all your needs. Leave all that stuff at the house. And he said if they don't receive you, if they don't, they're not worthy to receive them. That's what the Bible says. Is everybody with me? I've lost a lot of you, but y'all get back with me on this one. Look what the Bible said in verse 34. You can flip over to the end of the chapter. I'm just going to give you three. There's a lot more than this. Look in verse number 34. Say, what else is dust going to testify? Dust is going to testify, first of all, when you didn't receive the messenger, dust is going to testify against you. And, and, And I'm not worthy of this. That's why I didn't want to preach it. And, and I felt like I was having a heart attack. My wife would tell you. At 3.30 this morning, I was dreaming about, God, I, I've got a message on shouting. It's, I'd rather preach that. And I felt like I was dying. I told her, baby, wake up. I love you. I love my boys. Don't forget, tell them that. I didn't know if I was going to make it. 
So I'm just delivering you so I can get some relief off of me. Amen. Now here's what the book says. Dust is going to testify that people didn't receive the messenger. It's going to be a witness against them. And I don't care. I don't care if they say, if they continue to act like they're preaching, pastoring churches, if they ain't right with their pastor, dust is going to testify against them. That's the book right there. King James rightly divided. Prove me I'm wrong. Can't do it. I'm in the book. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I've got three witnesses. And a whole, I'm not worthy of what I'm fixing to say, but here's what I'm saying. Here's, here, here's literally what I'm saying. There's dust off of Shane Jackson's feet that's going to be standing at the judgment testifying against people who rejected the messenger. And there's some of you right now that's in this church that's rejecting the messenger, even today. And, and, and dust, if you don't get that thing right and repent and get right with God, dust is going to stand against you on the day. I'm talking about it is your peer, what you was made out of. Is everybody with me in the book? Look what verse 34 through 38 says. Dust will not only testify against those who did not receive the messenger, but dust is going to testify against those who are not worthy to be rejected because of truth. They did not receive the preacher of truth. They did, they weren't worthy. That's what the book said. Look at verse 34. Think not that I've come to send peace on the earth, but I've come to send, I come not to send peace, but a sword. For I'm come to set a man at variance against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth his father or his mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth his son or his daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And here's a verse that everybody quotes and takes it out of context. Verse 38, and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. So what's it saying there? It's saying for not only will dust testify one day against those who, who do not receive the messenger, but dust is going to testify that you caved in when it came to you being rejected by your own family. Here's what I'm saying. Dust is going to testify you are not worthy to face the rejection that truth brings. That's what the book says. He says, I've not come to send peace. He said, I've come to send a sword. He said, I've come to send a man at variance against his father. Here's what he's saying. Hey, man. Jesus, we're still in the context of chapter 10. He's talking about receiving the messenger and receiving the message. And he says, even in the cross, this is taking up the cross of broken fellowship with your family. You've got to be willing to stand with the messenger Everybody look up here, it ain't praying time. Hey, hey, he, you got to stay with the messenger and the message and face your own family turning against you or dust is going to testify against you. That's what the Bible says. 
He said, Mama be mad at my uh, daughter. Daughter be mad at Mama. He, I'm, he said, the enemies, the folks, you're, the foes you face, that they will be from within your own family, the people you raise, the people that loved you, the people that raised you. When it comes to standing for truth and truth's messenger in the context of chapter 10, if, you, if you're not willing to face rejection, take up the cross and family rejection. Amen. And stand with truth and truth. Well, while you go down there, that cult. You go down there, that man's crazy. He's went off the deep end. Hey, man, preach on, preacher. And look, look what the Bible said. Look in verse 39. He, hey, man, that's exactly right. He that findeth his life shall loose it. And he that looses his life shall find it. Here's what verse 38 said. He that, that uh, taketh not his cross and followeth after me. There's that word again. It's not worthy of me. He said, if they're not willing... To face rejection from their own family, their own household. They're not worthy to receive the message. That ain't what the preacher said. That's what Jesus told that crowd. Here's what he's saying. When you believe the truth and stand with the truth messenger, amen, and love the master of truth, he who is truth, here's what's going to happen. It's going to bring division in your home. Am I in the book? I think I'm in the Bible. Notice the divisions, here's what we're saying, because of truth's messenger and truth's message. He said, I haven't come to bring peace. I've come to bring a sword. He said, I'm going to preach the truth, and I want the, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than, two any, than any two-edged sword, piercing even. He said, what, what the sword does is divides. God's not willing to any parents, but all come repentance. But you got to be willing to take up the cross of family rejection. That's in the context. It ain't just, don't just take it out of context. And you can apply it in a lot of ways. But in the context, not the application, the literal interpretation. When it comes to truth and truth's messenger, you're going to have to bear the cross. It's a weighty cross. It's a wearisome cross. It's a worrying cross. But you got to hold the cross, even if it means your own family turns again, your husband turns again, your wife turns again, your mama, your daddy, your kids turn again. You gotta stand with truth. That's the Bible. Y'all might as well say amen. I ain't changing if you don't. Amen. That's the truth. It's not worthy. In other words, here's what he's saying He that loves his son or his daughter more than truth or the message is not worthy. That's, that's what he's saying. He said, You're not worthy. Folks need to hear the truth during this day of kid worship. I mean, let me just. I wasn't going to say that, but I didn't get enough amens. It's sad that kids run the house. Daddy, I've been playing ball, and it's playoff time, and then it's revival time. What are we going to do? We're going to go to church. Well, I'm mad. Walk off, storm, fit. You ought to beat the devil out of them. Yeah, amen. Hey, man, wow, them out so hard they can't even sit down. Somebody say amen. Amen, preacher, preach on. I ain't talking about, I ain't talking about anything, abuse. I'm talking about what the Bible says, correction, chastening, wearing them out. I don't know about y'all, but I appreciate when the Lord wears me out. It reminds me that he loves me. For he whom the Lord loveth, that's his son. If there's no chastening of the Lord for your sin, the Bible said you're a bastard, not a son. I'm glad I'm not illegitimate. I'm in the family. 
Amen. That's the Bible rightly divided. Amen. Where's this rejection going to come from? From your family. Amen. There's people in here right now can stand up and say, you've had to lose your mom and dad. You had to lose your family. People stood against you for standing for truth. And they still will. Hey, it's divisive. Truth is divisive. But one day at the judgment seat, at the judgment seat, the dust will testify that they some people wimped out because they wanted to stay. They chose, they thought they could save their life, but they've lost it. But if you'll lose your life and give it over to truth, and hey, then you'll find it. That's, that's Bible, verse 39. Amen, amen. Over what, preacher? In verse 21, look at verse, let's go back to verse 21. Talking about all the way up to the tribulation. Look at verse 21. And the brother shall deliver up brother unto death, and the father of the child, and children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. Anybody in here ever face death because of your kid? No. But go back a few centuries. They have. Baptist preachers burnt to death. Their son could turn them into the Catholic Church. Somebody say amen. Remember the context. Over folks receiving truth and truth's messengers. Taking care of the messenger. Receiving the truth. Loving on the truth. Enjoying the truth. Receiving peace. Receiving respect. Because they've done that, it'll bring division. It'll bring, hey man, yes it will. Hey man, delivers her. And matter of fact, matter of fact, thank you Lord. Not only will it bring division. Here's what, the, here's, is everybody with me? We ain't got church tonight. Y'all pay attention. Look at me. Hey, here, y'all need to listen to this. Because I've been called this. Here's what the Bible says. Not only will divisions come because of truth, they'll call people, they'll call preachers of truth devils. Look at verse 24 says. The disciple's not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they call the master of the house of Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not, therefore, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed. Have man and here that shall not be known. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Here's what they say. Because you listen to that crazy truth preacher, because you listen to truth messenger and receive truth, I'm going to tell you what. I'll tell you what that man is. He's a devil. That's exactly what he is. He's worshiping the wrong God. Amazing. Y'all know I'm right. Don't make me get the Verizon phone and prove it to you. Amen. Is everybody with me? Oh, he's worshiping the wrong God. He's following the devil. That's what the book says. The book says if Jesus was called Beelzebub, then don't be surprised if my disciples, my preachers, are called devils too. Amen. It's enough for the disciple that he be like his master. Hey, Jesus was not a devil, was he? And if they call Jesus a devil, don't be surprised when they call preachers of truth devils. They're going to accuse you of embracing somebody. Hey, here, look up here, church. They're going to accuse you of embracing somebody hey, who is a devil, who's Beelzebub, who's God of the flies. Amen. Hey, Amen. Hey, but one day, one day, dust is going to stand up and say, you said that preacher was a devil. You, you caused division. You caused discord. Is that, is that what the book says? That's King James. Say amen right there, Jared. I need some amens from that side, Jared. Say amen. Ain't that right, Will? Say amen. 
Amen. Thank God. That's exactly right. That's right. Ain't that right, Brother Doug? Amen. That's right, man, Nathan. Amen. Both of you got dual Nathans. Hallelujah. Amen. Without a doubt, that's what the book says. There's some preacher's kids in here. There's some preacher's kids in here. They have watched their daddy, Nathan's one of them, wear himself out. Try and just pray and, and seek God. He ain't trying to build no reputation. Not trying to build no great empire for himself. He's just preaching the kingdom of God's at hand. He's point forced to Jesus. But there's kids in here today who have watched their mom and daddy suffer. Suffer because people weren't willing to bear reproach and rejection because of truth being preached. They've watched people turn on them when they've been to their house in the middle of the night and prayed with them and begged God and never judged them. Amen. Loved on them. Prayed for them. Amen, preacher. Amen. Y'all know I'm right. Amen. Here's what the Bible said. Look at verse 26. Hey, man, in case y'all was wondering, it's only 20 after 12. Got plenty of time. Look what the Bible says. Look at verse number 26. Look at verse 26. Here's what the book says. Here's what he said. Don't worry about that crowd that comes up against you. Here's what he said. Don't be surprised. They're going to tell you embracing somebody that's the devil. They're going to tell you to, hey, but don't fall victim to the, don't fall victim to their accusations. Don't allow their mouth and they're unsubstantiated. I'm going to tell you, they try to, they ain't no evidence, but there's evidence at the judgment. I ain't worthy of it, but offer Preacher Shane's shoes, Preacher Ken's shoes, Preacher Jared's shoes. Y'all know I'm right. Preacher Child's shoes. And others that ain't here. It's going to be everybody that teaches the truth. Mamas that try to teach young'uns. Don't, hey, mamas, listen. There's going to be dust. It's going to be set up at the, at the judgment as evidence and witness against people who rejected the messenger, rejected the message, and re, hey, didn't accept the rejection of their own family. Second thing. So, preacher, what are you saying? I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. Do we let that deter us? At the great white throne, at the judgment seat of Christ for saints, at the great white throne for sinners. Here's, what, here's, what the, here's in the context. Children against their mom and daddy, family against family, friends against friends. Here's what he says. Notice what Jesus said. Look at verse 26. Fear them not. <laughs> Look at verse 28. And fear not them. Look at verse 31. Fear ye not, therefore. <laughs> hey, man. When, mess hey, when you receive messengers of truth, according to verse number 34, hey, man. Hey, man, you embrace truth. Some of your enemies will be those of your own house, but you don't fall victim to that. I'm going to tell you what. Fear them not. Fear ye not, therefore. Fear not them. Don't be a casualty. Of folks who are not willing to bear the cross of family rejection. Anybody in here had people in your family tell you that you're following a cult preacher or get mad at you for listening to truth's messenger and truth? I want you to be bold enough to lift your hand. If it ain't happened, it will happen. They done went to the town council years ago, told them I was bringing in pistols, slamming them on the pulpit, and daring any women to speak. That's a lie. 
I like folks to shout to victory and testify and brag on Jesus. They tried to run us out of the, out of the town when we built a new church. They tried to deny the building permit. They, funny thing, they all sit on the First Baptist Church up here, sit on the town council, in case y'all think I was scared to put it on the internet. Amen. Amen. But finally, amen, they had to give in because we ain't for sale and we ain't for trade and we ain't no puppet on a string. Preach on, preacher. Amen. Definitive evidence. Here's what the Bible says. You choose to follow the Lord. You that take up your cross, verse 38, and follow after me. If you don't do that, here's what Jesus said. You're not worthy of me. He says, go out into the houses, go out into the towns, go out to the churches. Find those that are worthy and preach to them. <clears throat> Is this, it isn't just any cross. It's the cross of family rejection that you've got to be willing to bear. Amen. Here, look at verse 39. He that findeth his life shall lose it. Amen. So if that crowd's trying to hold on to their own peace among their own family, Y'all look up here at you, preacher. If you're trying to hold on to your own peace that's in your own family, you're going to lose it. But if you're willing to walk away from man-made peace from your own family, if you'll just stand for truth and stand with truth messengers, you're going to find it. That's what the book says in verse 39. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Woo! You know what that word find means? It means, to, it means to find on purpose. It means don't stumble on it. It means when you receive the message or receive the message, you'll find on purpose the peace that you've been wanting in your home, the peace you've been wanting in your soul. You'll find what you're looking for. Is everybody with me? Hey Amen. Look at, look at the last one, verse 40 and 42. Not only will truth, messenger, being rejected, would dust testify? I'm the dust off of Preacher Shane Jackson's feet that wants to testify against that man for rejecting the messenger. I'm the dust that's testifying in the courtroom of heaven against the message that the messenger of truth preached. I'm the dust, number two, that's testifying against. Those men and women who wanted peace in their family that came at the expense of truth rather than receiving the truth had been a truth messenger and took up the cross and followed God. I am the dust. They didn't take up their cross. They wanted peace in their family and did not allow God to bring a division so he can bring them back in reconciliation. See, sometimes God has to divide for he supplies. Amen. Amen. But look at verse 32. Dust is going to testify against those who were unwise of truth's compensation, of truth's rewards. Here's what he said in verse 40 and 42. 42, 42. He that receiveth you receiveth me. And you go back through that text. All through the Bible. It did not say they didn't receive me. Not there. There, they said, they can't even get to the me if they don't receive the messenger. They'll never get the message 
And they'll never get to the me until they first receive the message. That's, that's King James rightly divided. I wish I'd have seen that 25 years ago. Look what the Bible says. Here's what the book says. For those of you who think I'm talking about man worship, there's no big eyes and little U's in the kingdom of God. Look what the Bible says. He that receiveth you, my preachers, my messengers of truth, receiveth me, Jesus is saying. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a righteous man, the righteous name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of the little ones a cup of cold water, only in the name of the disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Dust is going to testify of those who rejected the messenger. Dust is going to testify against those who rejected the cross, hey man, that was brought about by receiving truth and truth messengers. And then dust is going to testify about, that, about those who are unwise and ignorant that if they will stay with truth's messenger and stay with truth, there's a reward at the end. He said, and there's no big eyes. Here's what he's saying. He said, if you'll just stick with my messenger, and stick with my message, you'll get the same reward that the preacher gets. That ain't man worship. Did y'all see that? He said, there ain't no big guy in little Jews. You knew what he said, Brother Scott? By receiving truth's messenger and receiving truth, you're going to get the reward without all the burden of a prophet or a preacher of God's word. What about that? Everybody that receives truth's messenger and receives truth and just and, and provides, even if it's a cup of water, and to some little unnamed, unknown, little in stature, little in status, little pastors, if you'll just get, hey, you'll get the same reward. Is that not what the Bible says? He that receiveth you receiveth me. In the context. He that receives the messenger, the message of truth, as, as a prophet, as somebody sent from me, you'll get his reward just like he will. That person, that righteous man will get a righteous man's reward. I don't know about y'all, but that ought to make everybody in here shout. We ought to be running laps right now. In other words, there's not just benefits here, peace, Respect, salute, joy, presence of God. Hey man, would not just, but over yonder in eternity, there's going to be a reward. There's going to be benefits for, hey man, hey man. And dust in that day will stand as a witness, testifying against those who said, I ain't worried about truth's messenger. I ain't worried about no cross of rejection. And I sure ain't worried about no reward. I don't want to hear that consecrated man of God. I sure don't want no cross. And I could care less about compensation. I don't care about that. I don't need that. That's what people act. And here's what the Bible said. At the judgment seat, when everything you've done in the flesh burns up, you'll would to God you had something shiny in there through that ash pile to give Jesus. Amen. And look up in here for a minute. These people respect their school teachers more than they do their preacher. My school teacher, fifth grade, best teacher I ever had, Miss Fagan. 
Her first name was Nellie. I almost feel convicted even telling you. I never called her Miss Nellie. I never called her Nellie. I called her Miss Fagan. Remember her, Brother Michael? What a teacher. Miss Staley. She's my, what's some things we all learn to play? Recorders. Ain't that right? Man, I wouldn't mind having a whole gang of recorders. Yeah, them funny looking flute things. Miss Staley. I, I never called her by her first name. I ain't mad nobody does. I'm just saying, it's a funny thing. The average church member has more respect for their school teacher than they do the preacher. In the context of the scripture, he said, if you'll receive messenger, if you'll receive truth's message, dust will not be brought as evidence against you. If you're willing to face rejection because of truth and truth's messenger, then you are one of them who are saying, I'm going to bear the cross and follow the Lord. I'm no better than my Lord. And if they called him a devil, they called him a, the Lord of the flies, and they called him a false god, if they accused him and lied on him, I'm willing to face rejection to follow truth and truth's messenger. Here's what you all say. I'm willing, I'm willing to face whatever I got to face down here because there's both temporal and eternal rewards. There's a reward one day. There's compensation one day. God is going to settle the balance. Oh, man, I ain't got time to preach this. When you, when you close the book, y'all remember over there when you read that scripture in Isaiah? And then he closed the book. You know what he's saying? That's an accounting term. Here, anybody in here ever do accounting? Figure checkbooks. Okay, you can't close the book. It's got to stay open. You can't close it and seal it. Unless your deposits are more than your withdrawals. Jesus is the only one that can do that. He can deposit. He's without sin. He could... He can close the book of man's depravity. Because he came into this world. Sweat is a product of sin. Right. And when he sweated, the one time the Bible says he sweat, you know what it said? Was blood. You know what the Lord's saying? He said, there ain't no sin in my son. The only thing gonna come out of his sweat pours is blood. <laughs> you say, I don't believe that. Well, leave me alone. I'm gonna shout about it anyway. Amen. Close the book. I'm the Messiah. I'm the one that's fulfilling the scripture. And he sat down in the seat that the Messiah was going to make all of them mad as a devil. But to them that receive the truth's messenger, to them that receive truth's message, they took up their cross and followed the Lord. Had to face family rejection. Had to face friendly rejection. Amen. Everybody with me? They said, well, y'all crazy, y'all mad. Don't y'all know he's, he's bees above and the prince of bees above. He's the Lord of the flies. I mean, why, why, why y'all following him? He's false God. He's preaching. It's not even truth he's preaching. Nobody in this church wants dust as evidence at the judgment. If you're saved at the judgment seat, if you're lost at the great white throne, nobody wants dust speaking up. 
Nobody wants dust telling on you, but if you don't, follow these at least three things. I'm telling you, dust is going to tell on you. You don't have to worry about nobody else telling on you. Dust is a jury of your peers, and he will tell on you. Let's all stand. Father, we love you today.